So I think Chris got so mad we didn't notice he got uh, disappeared and replaced by a robot that he's hiding from us. I would believe that. I haven't seen him in a little bit. I mean, I love the guy, but he can sometimes be, be catty like that. You know, I mean, he's just... You know, we support him in his endeavors, and if he wants to hide, he can hide and disappear for a while. You know, that's sometimes we all need to hide. But, I mean, it is time to record an episode. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but in the recording room, there's a big old box. Oh, great. Um, it's been here for, like, three or four days, but I figured we'd wait to open it yeah. uh, just for everyone to be here. Yeah, record it on pause. Yeah, of course. Um, now, I have a crowbar. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start cracking into this guy and just... Almost got it. Oh, that's better. Oh, thank okay. God he's breathing. It means he's not a robot. <laughs> robot? Theme song. Perfect. We haven't done that in a minute. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I'm Replacement Chris. And I'm Ben. And we have a Replacement Chris. We have a Replacement Chris. Here I am. I've been specifically instructed to speak only about Dune. I believe that. You're yeah. clearly well-programmed. <laughs> Uh, um, again, with the programming, I don't know what you mean. Okay, well, who gave you the instruction? You, you know what, if you're not... It's probably safer if we don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe we don't yeah, want to know. Yeah, um, I, I'm not supposed to Okay. Well, that. your replacement, Chris, but your name tag and uh, bedazzled jean jacket say your name is Seth. So, we'll just call you Seth. Yeah, I think I think we're going to run with Seth. Yeah, I was supposed to change, but apparently I, we were in a hurry to pack me up. So much in a hurry that they forgot to put air holes. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like something that the commissioner would overlook. Yeah, air holes. I mean, you could tell me that the commissioner doesn't remember breathing, and I'd believe you. I can neither confirm nor deny that it was the commissioner that put me in a box. We understand. I mean, That's it could be the commissioner, it could be the draft master, it could be Henry... There's a lot of there's a lot of forces running around right now. It could be forces as yet unknown. Um, thank you, Jafar. Sorry, I forgot about that. That's fine. I'm a, I appreciate how warm it is. Yep. So we're drafting things today. Yes. Yes. Are those things Dune related? For Chris, they might be. I don't recall any childhood games in Dune. Uh, I mean... Chris could, Knife fights? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You could tell me that Chris, instead of playing hide-and-go-seek, played hide-from-the-sandworm, and I'd believe you. Yeah, um, so it's childhood games, then. Yes, yes. we are drafting, drafting childhood games. Okay. Childhood games. Uh, so this, this is something I picked. I thought it would be a fun departure from 
TV and music and... Yeah, we've been doing a lot of that stuff lately. We haven't done what I affectionately call one of the weird ones <laughs> lately. Um, and I did note that this is um, a year from our balls draft. Yes. Which was one of our... I had a lot of fun with that one. That was one of our really weird ones. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is all very good information because the only things I got were I am Chris and talk about Dune. I have never listened to this before. So I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Oh, okay. So, I mean, so this is a podcast Yes. where we pick a topic... In this case, childhood games. Okay. We pick our favorites. That's this week. That's the draft. And then okay. we fight to the death, or usually just for bragging rights. That's next week. That's good, because when I signed up, nobody said anything about death. Uh, we can, There's only been two deaths? Yeah. And I they think. mostly survived. I mean, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking robots. Yeah, robots. Well, I am not a robot, so that's good. Yeah, that's exactly what a robot would say. But In the, fact, that is exactly what the robots did say. <laughs> As it turns out, though, it's also exactly what not a robot would say. And there lies the conundrum. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the tricky business about all this. But uh, So this week, we will be drafting childhood games. You will be going first. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we, you know, I, I purposefully left it vague. So... Anything you can argue would count as a childhood game will be considered, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what what we pick. Okay, so I have been told that Chris played this game. They gave me some background on his childhood. All right. He has played this game, and I'm going to pick this because I'm pretty sure it's also the single oldest game ever played by kids since the dawn of time. Um, Very basic, no tools needed, just a lot of running. That game is Tag. Tag, all right. That is is a good pick. Now, I'm going to uh, just say, with that pick, you get all tags. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Freeze, lava. Team tag, everything, yep. Okay. Yeah. It's known by many different names. I did some research. Oh, good. Many different names across the con- uh, across the country and across the world, and uh, it all basically boils down to running away from yep. one person, which makes sense for being the oldest game in the world. Good training for tigers. Yep. Yeah. Can I just say how refreshing it is to have another person who did research? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I was specifically instructed to do research. I will also point out, though, that how much I dis- dislike Tag as a tubby slow kid. That game became Tag Ben, Ben's it, and now we just let Ben run around and not catch anybody for the rest of recess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do not miss those days. See, I don't know about Chris's inclination regarding being tagged, but I know as a kid when I played tag, I very specifically didn't tag the chubby kid because that wasn't fun. Yeah, the game's pretty much over then. Yeah, that's no good. And if we wanted to do that, we could just each of us rattle off our, our picks and then be done, but that's not fun. Yeah. No, that's not fun. Okay, well, that is that is a great first pick. Thank you. Uh, with with my first pick, I'm also going to go with one of the classics. And something that probably has been played as long as Tag. 
I'm going with hide and seek. All right. Very good. That was on my list, but it was pretty far down. I I know I loved it. I but I also uh, was fortunate enough to have uh, access to a farm where my brother and I played, and lots of great places to hide on a farm. You stayed hidden for a real long time, didn't you? I, I, sometimes to the point where I wondered if people ever were actually looking for me, but my anxiety made it that I didn't really care. <laughs> you mean I can just hide in, in the hayloft and not have any social interactions for the next 45 minutes? Cool. Ooh, very good. I also once accidentally started a game of hide-and-seek. I was at a lock-in, and we had a, a bit where we broke up and just went and... Uh, we're doing our own things for a while, and I was at a, th- a theater, and I went into the concessions area and just laid down and had my head next to the, the uh, refrigerator, and just the humming of it was just so nice <laughs> and enchanting that I was just I was just relaxed and laying there, and unless you walked into the concession stand, you couldn't see me, <laughs> and everybody thought I disappeared, and they're like, the doors are locked. Where did he go? <laughs> and no, but nobody thought to like yell, Ben. They were just walking around looking. And finally, somebody thought of it, and I sat up. And they were like, "Where? How did you get back there?" And I'm like, "I've just been laying down. Why did nobody say anything? <laughs> We've been looking for you for 45 minutes." And I was like, "I've just been chilling, zoning out. You are all bad at finding people. Yeah, you are just terrible at the seek." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I inten- unintentionally played hide-and-seek one time as well. I went on <laughs> vacation with my whole family, cousins and everything, and I was bored. My mom's like, go for an adventure. And I was like, okay. So I got my cousin and my brother and my youngest brother, and we just started walking down the road. We're up north somewhere. We have no idea where anything is. We just start walking down the road. Mm-hmm. We got to a lake about a mile and a half down. Couldn't go any further, turned around and came back. And by the time we got back, there was police cars. There was people in vans out searching for us. My my aunt was just absolutely in tears. It was real, real bad. And my mom's like, why did you leave? And I'm like, you told me to. This is not my fault. That is one of those moments where you're just like, oh, I messed up as a parent. I, I, I said the wrong thing and it was interpreted the wrong way. I meant like... Have an adventure within eyeshot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got a couple picks. And I don't want you guys to read into my childhood with this gambit that I'm about to perform here. Well, now I have don't to. Don't draft nickel sock, Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to draft nickel sock. Um, but I am going to take Mercy. Oh, yeah. Um, because childhood games... Can be Overwatch cruel. is a pretty good childhood game right now. Yeah, um, I'll take I'll take both the hand torture game Mercy and Overwatch with that pick. Sure. <laughs> Do you want to describe Mercy for people who may not uh, be able to, uh, who fortunate were fortunate enough to not have to play that game? Yeah, um, I mean, basically most of it it starts with like a handshake or some basic grasp of another human being, and you take turns twisting and bending the other person's hand until they say mercy. It's also uh, known by a few other names. Uh, I believe I have always known it as Pinochle, which is weird now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, don't know where that name came from. That's a, isn't that a yeah, card game? Yes, it is also yeah. a card, na- card game. 
Um, I think it might have been, we say we're playing Pinochle so that nobody, n- none of the uh, <laughs> monitors look into the fact that we have interlaced our hands and are just, like, trying to bend your arms back <laughs> as far as it'll go. Yeah, um... Man, I don't know why anyone would believe a kid that says they're playing Pinnacle. Yeah. <laughs> I've got more issues with that than anything else. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it worked. It's also known as Uncle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that game is not limited to childhood, I discovered, after I was no longer a child. <laughs> oh, no. There's a lot of guys that are like... I'm very masculine. Let me just squeeze your hand so until all of your bones are broken. Oh, yeah. thanks, guy. People are... Children are assholes, just generally. Yeah. And... You hope you grow out of it. Not everyone and, does. And not everybody does. Some um, of these games, if you play them now, it's... You're you're a whimsical, you know, free-spirited person. Like, hey, you're, you know, 28 and you're like, let's all play hide-and-seek. Like, oh, hey, welcome to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the most recent guy to do that to me, though... It's okay, I got the last laugh, because I married his girlfriend, so. <laughs> hey Nice. Yeah, um, not that I'll ever see her again. I was told that I can't leave once I get down here. That's typically yeah. how it works. Some people have gotten back out, or at least have had the illusion of getting back out. Not entirely sold on that. We'll, we'll know if we see you again in a couple weeks. Okay, that's good. I would like to see her again. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, besides uh, kids being cruel, kids are also stupid. Yes. Uh, Their brains are not fully formed. It's not their fault. But there's been a lot of stupid games, and the internet has only made this worse. Yeah. Um, So I'm taking a recent trend of childhood game. Oh, boy. Uh, That is no fun at all. I don't know why anyone does this. Um, The two most common incarnations are the Cinnamon Challenge and the Milk Challenge. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was really afraid you were going to say Tide Pod Challenge, and that's not a game so I much know. as a death sentence. I thought you were going to say Slender Man. But <laughs> <laughs> I've still got three picks. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yes. Hey, here's here's a thing that your body can't do. Psh, I bet you it can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hey, mean, your, your stomach can't hold, like, a gallon of something. <laughs> Go for it. Hey, you're not hurting anybody except yourself. You're just going to vom. I mean, have fun, I guess. Hey, I hope your your seven YouTube subscribers really like the fact that your mom had to clean up the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is all of our cinnamon gone and why is there puke everywhere? Yeah. So, for clarification purposes, you are getting both those two, milk and I'm taking cinnamon, the, or the, the generic food-based... I can ingest this much of a thing that my body cannot physically ingest challenge. Okay. Um, is is what I'm is my formal draft pick. All right. Yeah. Um, so cinnamon and milk being the two most common. There are a couple other variants. I'm sure there's a handful I haven't heard of. Listeners, if you'd like to submit other games that fall under this, uh, feel free to email drafttheuniverse at gmail.com. And uh, I'll try to bring them up. I would love to get like a medieval peasant or, like, merchant, <laughs> and then just show them videos of people trying to eat, like, a lifetime's worth of cinnamon and then just spitting it back out. Like, I could have fed my family for a generation with that much cinnamon. Yeah, oh. that is 
That is reality. My Italian trading vessel lost 17 men trying to bring home that much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's true. Yeah. And it's also your pick. It is my pick. And oh boy. I think I'm going to go... I've done the most benign, uh, I think, uh, childhood game, hide-and-seek. I think it is time to throw down the gauntlet with the insane childhood game where we could throw down the gauntlet. I'm taking Red Rover, the game where you could call someone out and then clothesline the hell out of them. (laughs) We volunteered for this. We thought it was fun to just... Bowl kids over. You say we like everybody did it. I very specifically never played that game. Oh, I played Red <laughs> Rover all the time, and I don't know how we were allowed to. <laughs> I played it at daycare. We were supervised. Yeah, Red Rover is on my list, and that should tell you something. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how we were allowed to play this game. I know kids who were the, the called out and got, you know, just clotheslined, mm-hmm. and I know kids who got, like, their shoulders pulled out of their socket when they refused to let go. Yep. Uh, yeah. I know, yeah, I know the, the the worst one was the times where you go through, they don't let go, and they, like, collapse in behind you and just, like, head-to-head pop, and you're just, like, all go down, and they're just, like, Eh, oh no, uh, everybody's hurt. And they're like, all right, it's time for everybody to go inside now. Yeah. yeah. Why were you letting us do this? <laughs> yeah. To be clear, I never didn't play that because I didn't have an opportunity. I watched other kids play it and I was just, but why though? <laughs> well, when you're picked on, but also a bigger kid, it is a good chance to make up for all of the torment uh, Tag gave you <laughs> by just bowling some kids right over. <laughs> That's fair. I know I know. I can't catch you, but I can knock you over. <laughs> yeah, no. Red Rover was borderline too violent for my list, and I have a game on here that literally leads to people pulling thumbtacks out of their skin. <laughs> I'm I don't know if, if a WWE <laughs> hardcore match is a childhood game. <laughs> Seth? <laughs> um, Red Rover, Red Rover, send your second round draft pick right over. <laughs> Um, So my second round draft pick is arguably the second oldest game. I think Tag and this would be a good debate. Hide and seek? For which one is older. Not hide and seek, although that's up there too. Throwing dirt and or rocks at things. (laughs) That is a game I played many times as a child. Hey, let's cover that window with mud. That'll be fun. Because we don't have anything else to do. Hey, stop sign. Here's some rocks. <laughs> tink, 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 tink. Yeah. Um, no, I have done that a bunch, um, including wood chips at the playground. And yeah. I actually have a scar across my skull. You can't see it because I have hair. But it's like from here to here from a wood chip in like third grade. Wow. That's All intense. Right. Did, yeah. did somebody throw it at you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... Uh, there was a house being built behind my house as a kid, and there was some real big piles of dirt. So me and my brothers went up there and were throwing dirt clods at each other. And then my brothers found a pile of rocks, and I was not close to the pile of rocks. So I was throwing dirt, and they started throwing rocks. And I said, 
I'm done with this game and jumped off the hill, landed in a divot and twisted my ankle and had to scoot back to the house on my butt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a lot of childhood games are actually really dangerous. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to go back to Jafar's point, kids can be hella dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Limited life experience. <clears throat> Um, All right. Another one. Yeah, another one that involves throwing things at other people. Kickball. All right. You kick yeah. the ball to get the person out. Chuck the ball at their head. Yeah. No tagging and kickball. You just beat them with it. <laughs> kickball also on my list. That is that is a great pick. Oh man, I loved kickball. Yeah, we played that a lot. I was really sad when we went through the the sad part of the '90s, and they're just like. The inflatable rubber balls are too dangerous. We're going with the soft uh, foam balls. And it's like, I can't kick this. This this gets no hang time. There is no chance I'm kicking it across the gym and into the, the basketball hoop, which I believe everyone had just agreed was a home run. Oh, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that was universal. Uh, yeah. yeah, totally. We would play in the street uh, when we were not at school. Mm-hmm. Just some of the neighborhood kids, including Chris. I watched this through his perspective. They plugged a thing in. Oh, yeah. I swear I'm not a robot, but they did plug a thing in. I so mean, I saw a thing he can plug into his yeah, too, so. yeah, I have one now. Um, okay. And that kid had a boot on him. I'll tell you what. <laughs> he could send that ball flying, but he wasn't always super graceful. And uh, because we played in the street, there ended up with a lot of skin knees. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben. <laughs> Oh, so many skin knees. Less for from activity and more from zip-off khaki pants. <laughs> yeah. I was a big proponent of zip-off khaki pants. And you fall once in those, and it is game over. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I That's have a, a, pair. a really poorly placed zipper. Oh, yeah. Also, one of the most late 90s, early aughts things that yeah. nobody really remembers. I had a full zip-off outfit. <laughs> zip-off pants and a and zip-off sleeved hoodie. Oh my. That I I thought was really cool and I now deeply regret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well uh, I'm going to take something very akin to, uh, to uh, Seth's last pick. Uses the same ball, probably the same gym. I'm going with Foursquare. Oh. Foursquare. So much fun. And just... You really got to watch how quickly alliances can be made and destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In 30 seconds, you go from... Oh, you're my rival. To oh, we're in this together to get out, Davy. To you betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a lot of politics for only having four squares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No four square and um, it's adults counterpart uh, push ball. If you've ever played that, I have not. But, no. Um, push ball is four square. Only instead of bouncing the ball to remove someone. You push them out of their square. Oh. Oh. You cannot leave your square. If you step out of your square, you lose. Are the squares smaller? The squares are slightly smaller, and you use a yoga ball. Oh, okay. So have you played Foursquare as an adult? No. Because as it turns out, those squares were not very big. 
I believe it. Yeah, Maybe it's just they that were you were size then. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're really small as a kid. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and for anybody who is unfortunate to have not played Foursquare, the way the game works is there is a big square sectioned off into four squares, and you have a kickball, and you have to bounce it into somebody's square and have it bounce twice. Uh, it is a game that basically just involves you bouncing balls and eventually just chucking them at each other, which is, I believe, against the rules, but yeah. that's just eventually how it got, because after 45 <laughs> minutes, everybody was just like, I'm done, and it's time to go to lunch, and, and yeah. my blood sugar's dipping. I want that <laughs> square pizza, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I want my bread tangle of pizza. Ah. <laughs> uh. Fun game, though. Did you guys have your squares numbered one through four? Yes. Because we called them King, Queen, Jack, Ace. Yes. So there was that added political dynamic in there where you're the ace and you're in charge instead of just, I'm number four. I believe it was our number one was the king. I don't, we didn't have, uh, I don't know why we didn't do Jack, King, Queen, or Queen, King, Ace. But we didn't. <laughs> Kids everywhere. They make up their own rules. That is the nature of things. Another game that feels like it should have some made-up rules but doesn't uses the same ball and is also incredibly violent <laughs> is my round three pick, which is Dodgeball. On my list. Oh, uh, yeah. Dodgeball. I'm surprised Dodgeball made it to the third round. To be honest, I hadn't even anticipated being able to draft it. Fair enough. Yeah. Ugh. Is there any more ubiquitous feeling like we all share as the getting picked for dodgeball teams <laughs> and just how horrible and cutthroat that becomes? Oh, yeah. Mm, picking teams. And as, as a nerdy kid, I don't know about you guys, I was not very good at throwing, but I was pretty good at dodging. Yes. Because growing up as the kid that gets picked on, you have to get very good at dodging. So I would always be one of the last ones left and then not be able to do anything about it to get anybody back in because I can't catch a ball. I can't throw it into that hoop on the other side of the gym. <laughs> There's no way that's going to happen. And then everybody would be disappointed with me because I was the reason we lost. I had a fun strategy that I enjoyed where I would stand really close to the line and just Tom Bombadil dance around <laughs> while making fun of people and just try and dodge as many balls as I could and be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting balls for my team so that the kids who have athletic ability can throw them back. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to make friends. Good, yeah. good plan. I mean, I made friends with the people on my team and, yeah. I, and then I got picked like middle back and not the end. So <laughs> it's like, Bet'll dance around and be silly, and we'll get some more kickballs that way. <laughs> All right. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Um, I've got another pick here, and I'm going to take something that's a bit controversial. Oh. Not because it's not a game people played in their childhood, but because it was so thoroughly banned in the United States at one point that most generations of children listening to this probably, like, if you are under... 30 listening to this podcast, you have heard rumor of this game. I think I know what you're taking, and I'm very, very excited. I'm taking lawn darts. Jarts! Yes! <laughs> yes. Oh, man. They very explicitly said, do not play this like horseshoes, and people played it like, like horseshoes. <laughs> I... I uh, uh. <laughs> so, for anybody who doesn't know, lawn darts are these big, heavy, pointed spikes that you throw towards a circle. 
unlike things like horseshoes and uh, similar like uh, cornhole games, you are supposed to have everybody on the same side and then throw at the hoop, not set up two hoops and then stand next to each other because that's how you get hit with a six-foot throwing spike. Yeah. And why they are now not legally allowed to make them and sell them as a toy. Yes. Because you get too many kids and drunk-ass adults getting hit with spikes in the calf. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> calf if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. true. Ugh. So I did not have the opportunity to play with those as a kid, but I did have an opportunity as an adult because it turns out the internet is a thing. That's true. And you yes. can get some black market lawn darts. <laughs> yep. I had a friend get some in college, and we played. Yep. Uh, that happened. Oh, I'm sad I missed that. Uh, I know our sc- our college, uh, Jafar and I went to, uh, had giant lawn darts outside of the student activity center. It was an art installation. It was like 12 foot tall lawn darts. <laughs> yeah. It was like, ooh, this is a moment in time from when those were made. <laughs> All right, Ben, your pick. Oh, man. Jarts. I forgot about jarts. <laughs> I'm glad I could bring you joy with something that's terrifying. All right. Well, taking going from something that was uh, banned in the 80s, I'm going to something that I believe peaked in the vaporwave aesthetics of the 80s. It's still there, and you can still find it. And they do some really cool versions of it now, but to me, it'll never get better than the neon green and the neon pink and the crazy vests of laser tag. Laser All right. tag. Yeah. And eventually it found its way into the home, but I believe to get a real laser tag experience, you need to go to a kind of rundown mall <laughs> and have some really disinterested 17-year-old running the place, and you enjoy it, and then you get some really bad mall pizza and wait for your parents to come, and then six months from now it's closed. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not the same without the black lights, so you can oh, see yeah. where the back corner where the teenagers were having sex that one time. Oh, that's not yeah. yeah. And it's it's not the same without some kid who was clearly too young to be there, running around shooting everybody on his own team because yep. he does not understand we're all in the green team and you are screwing us, kid. I hate that kid. I hate that kid. I want you to know that in the ledger of draft picks here, mm-hmm. I spelled that L-A-Z-E-R. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it could also be L-A-Z-R. Yeah. Yeah. And right. sometimes tag with two Gs. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's all kinds of weird... The the hyphen in the laser is really the one that you're just like, well, I guess you're not wrong. That is laser tag. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's a little awkward, but. It's weird how quickly laser tag would come to a place and disappear. And yet how long the, uh, the trampoline zones would just keep kicking on. No matter how many kids broke their legs, it's still there. What kind of insurance policy do they have? I don't know, but I'm interested in finding out. They must have, like, impervious waivers. It's like, you knew what you, you went to a giant room full of trampolines. What do you expect? These things are death traps in your backyard. Trampolines are very, very dangerous. It's dangerous yeah. when there's one, yeah. let alone multiples with gaps. Yeah. Like the With poles have to go somewhere. Bits in the middle, they're padded, but 
I don't want to hit none of those. I don't want to hit none of that. I don't want to go to none of that. That is all. <laughs> that is not something built for me. It wasn't until we sat down and started talking about these that I realized how much stuff that is designed for kids is incredibly dangerous. Oh, like, yeah. Like, what, what is anybody thinking? Hey, let's do this thing. What if they get hurt? Oh, it'll be fine. That has to be every conversation, right? <laughs> They're kids. They're hey, kids. What happens if the They'll springs on the moon boots could catastrophically fail? <laughs> yeah. Their, their ankles will fix themselves. Yeah. They got time. <laughs> That's amazing anybody is alive. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through the period with post-plastic Pre, oh, kids can die. I'm, I'm shocked anyone from our generation is alive. Yeah. Like, we, we weren't from the wheel and hoop, you know, or stick and hoop, you know, ball yeah. and cup generation. We had, like, dangerous toys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Seth, you got two. Yep. Okay. One that was dangerous in both a physical and psychological sense. Oh, best because, kind. Because it could destroy your... Uh, any kind of, of self-worth or, or personal privacy, truth or dare. Uh, you got to pick truth, otherwise he'll make you eat poop. But if you pick truth, then you got to tell whoa, him who whoa. you like. Whoa, 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 whoa. You might have had whoa, the whoa. wrong kind of friends, Seth. <laughs> make you eat poop? Is this Philadelphia? I'm so confused. <laughs> What? I mean, it's a dare. It can be anything. I have no control over it. If he wants to make me eat poop, I got to eat poop. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, make <laughs> you eat poop. I, I'm i so glad that that's never anything I heard, thought of until this moment. I'm sorry to put that into oh, your brain. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Truth or dare, though, yeah. that yeah. That is a... Oh, it's scary. Eat poop. But it, it does have the benefit, when you get a little bit older, of supplying you with the potential opportunity to kiss a girl. Yeah, it is It is in the same yeah. uh, bottle spin, seven minute in heaven club of, hey, we need an excuse to uh, be willing to, like, cohabitate with, you know, boys and girls. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, man. Eat poop, though. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I never, I never had to do that. It was just talked about. To be clear, I've never eaten poop. What is the worst dare you guys ever had to do? Um, I did have to eat boogers, and not mine. That oh. was that was not a good day. Oh God, I don't. Yeah, but I typically picked truth to avoid that kind of thing, and then just everybody knew everything about my life. Yeah. So maybe it's good if I don't go back out there and just hang out here with you guys forever. <laughs> Fair <laughs> I enough. I don't know too much. Yeah. Oh, I can't recall. Like, I've got no trauma from any dare from Truth or Dare. I do not recall a single dare I've ever done. Mm. That's good. Offhand. I'm glad for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least no. I don't recall a single dare because it was a bad experience. Yeah. Let me put it that way. I remember I had a really bad game of Truth or Dare in, like, must have been, like, sophomore year of high school because I was hanging out with my friend who I went to elementary school and middle school with and we were really good friends and then he went to a different high school. And it was him and all of his friends. And there was normally a sort of detente with kids where it's just like, hey, 
we can destroy each other, but we still have to coexist, like, tomorrow. <laughs> and when you are the kid from a different high school at a Truth or Dare game, they're just like, we can burn this motherfucker now. <laughs> <laughs> we have no repercussions from this. You are, not a, you are not going to affect our social standing. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. One thing that did affect social standing, especially in elementary school, was those... Predicting the future games. Oh, Cootie Catchers. Yeah. Cootie Catchers was one, but my last pick is MASH. Oh, Did yes. Did you guys yep. play MASH? Definitely played MASH. Where you write down the four people that you could possibly marry and how many kids you're going to have and what kind of house you're going to live in and the car that you're going to drive, and it determines the rest of your life. Oh, I remember people playing this game and me just rebuking it. <laughs> like, that's dumb. Uh, why would that shit? I don't. I don't care about any of that right now. And that is why you were on none of the girls' lists, Jafar. Right. True. And why you don't live in a mansion right now. <laughs> and drive sports car. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, compact SUV was not an option back then. <laughs> or yeah. crossover. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking Mash because right. suicide is painless and brings on oh so many changes. That's the theme song to MASH. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke for one other person. <laughs> Hopefully they listen to this podcast. Yeah. That is a joke for the people who know the lyrics to the song, the, the instrumental uh, theme song to MASH. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on who the director was right now, but his son wrote the, the lyrics because... Similar to uh, uh, Star, the Star Trek theme song has lyrics that were written by Gene Roddenberry. So that meant every time that the uh, Star Trek theme song played, even though they didn't play the lyrics, he got a check. Nice. Mm -hmm. So uh, the director of MASH's son was set for life because that TV show ran for longer than the Korean War. <laughs> um and has been in, in reruns forever, and he gets a check every time they play the MASH theme song. You know, Tenacious D did the Star Trek theme song. With the lyrics? With the lyrics. They are horrible. Yeah. They are they're bad. beyond bad. Oh, they're, boy. they're beyond bad. I'm, I'm pulling them up right now. Uh, beyond the rim of starlight, my love is wandering in starflight. I know he'll find in star-clustered reaches love, strange love a star woman teaches. <laughs> I know his journey ends never. His Star Trek will go on forever. But tell him he wanders his starry sea. Remember, remember me. Oh. Yep. It's so bad. <laughs> oh. Anytime somebody's like, Gene Roddenberry was a visionary, I can be like, well... <laughs> There's the lyrics to this. Stra Strange love a star woman teaches begs to disagree. <laughs> and then there's several episodes of the TV show. <laughs> I, I, I love Star Trek as we established in the last debate and uh, draft, but whew, there's some bad stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, there is. When it's good, it's, it's great. But when it's bad, it's real bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for the Discovery finale tonight. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we should watch that. Anyways. All right. Ben. Um, I know this probably goes by a lot of different names. Uh, 
but I believe it is something that anybody who's ever been to a summer camp knows. I'm taking Flag War. Like, capture the flag? Capture the flag. Uh, typically, like, the real, it, like, down and dirty versions where it's like everybody is also, like, has, uh, uh, it's mixed with tag. So, like, everybody yeah. has flag football belts. Yeah. And you're running around the woods and somebody falls and gets hurt and they have to cancel the game for the for today. And so everybody plausibly could have said, we won. If it, We would have won if it hadn't been for Jimmy yeah. trying to jump that creek. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Capture the Flag is another one of those games, at least the way that we played it, that is potentially very, very dangerous. Because rather than just having a flag that was hung up from a tree or something, we would get a pole or a stick, tie the flag to the end of it, sharpen the other end, and then shove it in the ground Yeah. so that you could pull it out. But then to get the flag back to your side, you're running with a sharpened stick, (laughs) which is super dangerous, while other kids are trying to tackle you. It's not a good thing. My favorite version of it was we had to make a rule that the flag had to be visible because there was a year where they one team like buried it and then had a bunch of kids like defending a pile of leaves mm-hmm. uh, yep. so that you thought it was in the pile of leaves but it was actually buried 30 yards behind them in the woods. Yep. Yeah, we had to make that rule too. All right. Well, there's one more pick on the board here and I'm going to take a childhood game that forced TV shows to change how they displayed things that changed a whole uh, era of storytelling of long form storytelling that um, that we can really blame on one particular individual for it escalating in the 90s from its harmless counterpart, mostly harmless counterpart in the 80s. Uh, that individual being Paul E. Dangerously. I am taking Stupid Kid Backyard Wrestling. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Are we going to get a resurgence of your backyard wrestling persona next week, Jafar? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you won't. Um, no worries there. I might, I might find my old theme song and play that. Oh, how ed- edgy is it, Jafar? Um, not very. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, not, not, not very. Um, but yeah, back, stupid kid backyard wrestling, man. Like, kids giving each other stone cold stunners and people's elbows and, Running around, forcing uh, WWF at the time to put a warning, do not try this at home in front of their (laughs) broadcasts, even though really it was the dangerous shit that ECW was doing that was making kids actually die. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know I really hurt my brother doing a jackknife powerbomb on him, so (laughs) (laughs) that's WCW's fault. (laughs) Yep. I'm very glad that me and my brothers did not get into wrestling because they both got bigger than me very quickly, and I would not have fared well. Yeah, that's pretty much that's what little brothers are there for. They are there to take the spots. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh man! All right, so some honorable mentions. I've um, got one. Go for it. That I really desperately wanted to take this, but 
I believe it was a game only at my summer camp. I have never heard of anyone else playing it anywhere. It is a game called Faceball. It is... What now? It is called Faceball. It is 9 on 9. You play baseball with a Nerf football. And once the ball goes into the air, if it is caught, the game suddenly becomes a game of flag football. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So Why is it called... Oh, because it's football, baseball. baseball. Yeah, oh, baseball is misleading. It's very misleading. <laughs> I thought for sure somebody was getting hit in the face. Yeah, one hundred percent. It is really it. It happens a lot. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, officiant is called the rump. He's the ref umpire. Okay. And the way the game works is, you play baseball. If the ball lands, you run around and play baseball. But as soon as somebody in the outfield catches it. The end zone is between third base and home, and you have to go. And so if you are on the bench waiting to play, you are also on defense. <laughs> so it is a line of kids down the third base path, just like ready to go. Uh, and as soon as somebody, you know, hopefully in the outfield, but sometimes in, uh, you know, the infield, catches that ball or that football that has been hit by a bat, which creates some real weird trajectory issues. <laughs> uh, everybody, everything, it's on. It's flag football, but flag football where there's the desperation of seven points on the line <laughs> in a baseball game. Yeah. Kids get hurt. <laughs> yep. But it was a lot of fun. Any more honorable mentions? Um, I have two that I did not take just because I never thought they were super fun, but I okay. think they're worth mentioning because they are classics. This is what the honorable mention is for. And that is Jumping Rope yeah. and yeah. Patty Cake, both of, <laughs> both of which require a lot of chanting, and I could never, ever remember what the words were supposed to be, Yeah. so I never bothered with it. I loved Jump Rope. Yeah. Yeah. I did not have the the ups for Jump Rope. <laughs> uh, I also be I had laser tag, so I didn't take paintball. Uh, love both of those games. Uh, mm -hmm. Paintball is, I think, less childhood and more, you know, <laughs> high school. Once you have enough money to start throwing around to buy things, yeah. yeah. Um, but oh man, I have a lot of really fun paintball stories, including one where we were playing in my friend's grandma's woods, and it was fall, and then suddenly we had a freak October snowstorm. And we lost all of our bearings and ended up miles away in uh, Woods Farm Country and just had to just trek our way back home. Oh, my. <laughs> with no no idea where we were until we just picked a direction, said, hope we find a road this way. <laughs> and the, the game and was did. Yeah, the game was done for the day because it was we played once and then walked for 12 miles. Yeah. Um, and then I also had uh, a game, another game I wasn't quite great at, but it was easier to play than basketball. Horse. Yep. Yes. I didn't have to be able to dribble or move around the course. I just had to be able to m make a shot from one specific place that you couldn't hit. Yeah, my problem was always I couldn't hit it either. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, I lost a lot of games of horse. <laughs> yeah. Basketball was always a problem for me. And then I found out that I needed glasses. <laughs> yeah. At least you had a good excuse. Well, no, he didn't because the greatest uh, shooter in NBA history, Steph Curry, just found out he needed glasses. 
and now is even better than the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ever compare myself <laughs> in basketball to Steve Curry. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Steph Curry ever. needed glasses. I'm just saying. He had an yeah. astigmatism. Yeah, well, I had it real bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> to the point where I, re- I was a sophomore in high school when I finally got glasses. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the my first morning wearing them being at the bus stop and being able to see the leaves clearly on trees and just being like so shaken by the beauty of it I almost cried cuz I had like not been able to see leaves for so long that I had forgotten what they had looked like my vision not so good <laughs> <laughs> I remember my parents figured out I needed glasses when I was we were out at a uh, a botanical garden and I confused clouds with a bunch of sheep. And I was like, wow, that must be a really tall hill. There's a bunch of, of sheep up there. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> he just sees white fluffy things and goes, probably sheep. <laughs> yeah, and in a related story, I got glasses after driver's training and I need them to drive. Oh, oh no. Yeah, wow. yeah, all kinds of problems. Um, my depth perception was really bad. I, it's like, why can't you learn how to parallel park? You could do the wheel turn. You could do all the other stuff. You just always go over. It's all like, well, dad, <laughs> turns out I can't judge distance without glasses. <laughs> I had the same thing. I locked, knocked a lot of cups over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Any I still do. Honorable mentions yeah, I've got a couple here. Um, so, Slenderman on my honorable mention list. <laughs> is that a game? Well, it is I've a game, never... and, and then it's also just something kids have used as excuses for doing horrible things to I each don't other. know the details of the game, which is why I didn't take it. Okay. Um, but kids are stupid. Um, I'm going to take uh, Flaming Dog Poop on Porches. Which is also oh, yeah. not really a game, but something it's an stu- activity. There, so, but there is a loser. There's a loser. <laughs> there's, a loser. <laughs> there's a winner and there's a loser. Yeah. Um, and it depends on if the police are involved and if they find you. That is very akin to Ding Dong Ditch, which Chris yes. and I did. I, not also, frequently, but but occasionally. It is also akin to a game some of my friends played, which was shine f- hide in ditches and shine flashlights at cars and then run away faster than our friend Ben can and he's left just like with some uh, irate guy he's just like I'm super pissed you guys blinded me and they then they ran away and just left the fat kid here <laughs> um we got two more um sack tapping oh and oh. all of its variants the like hidden oak hand signal thing or yeah. the uh the one from waiting where you make someone look at your look, testicles, look at your balls in yeah. some weird configuration that requires preparation. Any of that. Um, that's a dumbass game kids play. That's a yeah. real dumbass game. And then a dumbass game I know you've never heard of because we made it up in college. And it is the reason why the student body president of Central Michigan University in my sophomore year had to write no throwing bricks in our <laughs> dorm room hall. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's brickball, which, <laughs> which is a game we used to play in college in the dorm hallways, which were like the old dorm hallways. Mm-hmm. So we were playing in sacks for reference. Um, and it's like just straight up cinder block walls. And you've got maybe, what, four and a half feet? Like, barely enough room for two people to walk by each other. They were narrow. Feet. They, were not, they were narrow. They were, not, they were not spacious hallways. And it was played 
like flag football, uh, two on two. And you're trying to get the brick from one end of the hallway, like one set of doors is an end zone, and then at the other end, another set of doors is the end zone. Oh my god. And you can throw the brick, but it has to be caught. Uh, or, no, it couldn't be caught. That was the rule. You couldn't catch the ball. <laughs> that seems like the worst idea. Yeah, you couldn't catch the ball. Um, and it was two-hand touch for tackle. But it's in a cinder block, five-foot co- corridor. Yeah. Yeah. All you need is one person coming out of their room at the wrong time. <laughs> which is what the student body president said. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of games played at Central Michigan University that caused rules to be changed, uh, we did uh, a game of Assassin, which is uh, everybody is given uh, uh, washable markers, which is important. They need to be washable markers. And the name of somebody else playing the game. And while they are outside, like while they are out and about on campus, they are in the game. And if you put a mark on their skin, they are out. Well, the first time they played this game, it was just, get the person you're after. There were no off-limits spaces. Mm -hmm. My roommate snuck into a girl's dorm room. (laughs) Oh, no. I get a phone call from him saying, Ben, I'm I'm, I'm in uh, the girl's bathroom of, uh, of this dorm. Go knock on the door so she will come out to answer it, and I can mark her. Uh, And I'm just like... I don't feel comfortable doing this, (laughs) but also I'm not just going to leave my roommate stranded, like hiding in a girl's bathroom (laughs) until they find him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The worst part was he gave me the wrong room number. So I went and knocked on a door and somebody like came out and was like, yeah, what's up? And (laughs) I hear my friend, my roommate on the phone just go. Sorry, not 316, 314. (laughs) I'm very, very sorry. I go to the next door, knock, one, two, three, screams as my roommate comes jumping out of the bathroom, swinging his marker. Oh, my God. And after that, dorm rooms are off limits. Oh, Uh, That was... This is funny because we've known each other a long time. I mean, when we went to school together, yeah. we didn't know each other then. No. And I've heard that story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that girl went on to marry my friend Joe. So, oh, hey. hey, it worked out. <laughs> huh. Oh, that was... That was a bad game. <laughs> yes. As were many of these games. Any more honorable mentions? That's all I got. All right. Yeah. Well then, thanks as always to the Kickstand Band for providing our theme music, How It Feels. You can find their music on Bandcamp, thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. And feel free to shoot us an email at drafttheuniverse.gmail.com. Let us know your favorite childhood games. And uh, feel free to contact us at facebook.com slash drafttheuniverse or at twitter.com slash drafttheverse. And use the hashtag drafttheverse to get in contact with us. And Dune... And thanks for listening. See you next week, Internet.
just play along and let me like don't interrupt me i know what i'm doing it might not sound like i know what i'm doing at first but i know exactly what i'm doing unpause go yeah